0: Welcome to the Namely Marley podcast. My name is Marley. Today's guest is Karen Walren, author of the award winning blog Chukalunks. She's also a contributing author of the book The Shutter Sister's Guide to Shooting from the Heart. Karen's most recent venture is her latest book, The Beauty of Different. I spoke with Karen recently about her life, her career, and her name. I'm thrilled to be talking to you today because I found your work so inspirational, and I'd like to start with just talking about your name. Um, First of all, what did your parents name you when you were born?
1: <laughs> my name is Karen Nicole Walrod.
0: Wonderful. And uh, did, have your parents ever told you why they picked that name? Um, you know,
1: I don't. I'm not entirely sure why they picked
0: my name. I think um,
1: I know that at the time, my mother said that she always loved the name Karen, which is sort of funny because I was born in the late '60s, and you know, like it, anybody who's around my age, you, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a Karen. Like it was a really, really <laughs> popular name, you know. Yeah. Above, Laurie and Michelle and all those lovely late sixties, early seventies names. Yeah, and uh, and so she says, "Oh, I always loved the name, but apparently, so did everybody else on, in the free world." But um, but now nobody names their kid Karen anymore, and it's actually it makes me sad. I tell all my pregnant friends that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm championing Karen because it's becoming an old lady name. Oh, but uh, but I love my name. And then Nicole, my mother speaks French. Um, she studied languages, and so I'm sure that had something to do with it. She she studied in at the Sorbonne for a while in college and stuff. So it's a French name, and I'm sure that was what, what kind of turned her on about it.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful name, you. Nicole. I've always liked that. It's a really good middle name, too. It seems to lend to something else. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's not Anne,
1: which is a very popular middle name, but exactly. it's, you know, it's it's sort of interesting but not too weird either. So I, I named my daughter a weird middle name, so um, I probably shouldn't have. But it's it's a good middle name.
0: Well, you and I both have this in common, because I have a French middle name, too. My, my middle name is Adele. Nice. Excellent.
1: Yes. I think that makes us sisters on some level.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's That feels good. <laughs> yeah, I read that uh, Karen reached its popularity, you know, like you had mentioned in the 60s. And in fact, it, it reached a peak of uh, number eight during that time frame. And yeah. I have talked to some people who, who felt like they thought it was not an overly common name. I think it depends on what area of the country that you're in.
1: Oh, man, I have had so many Karens in my life. My roommate in college actually was a Karen. And, uh, and we, she would answer the phone, salt or pepper. <laughs> but, but I, I, you know, it's funny, I don't meet Karens very much anymore. Like now, nowadays I don't meet very many Karens, but um, like definitely high school and college, they were just Karens everywhere. It was really, really popular. And I, and I like my name. I, I, I'm i actually really sad that people don't use it much, very much anymore. I would have used it, except it would have been too weird to have that many Karens in one family. But um, yeah. But it's a good name. <laughs>
0: I like the strong K. I Actually, I should have looked that up before we talked. There's uh, I, I have this book that talks about the psychology of sound that's involved in a name. Oh, nice. But I like that strong K sound at the beginning. I think you know he, his point is that there's certain letters that have certain psychological impacts on people, believe it or not.
1: Well, I, think, I mean, I've always thought Karen was kind of a very feminine name, but not a very girly name, right? Like it's sort of... Yeah. You know, I think friend, Carpenter, and, you know, it's very, it's a very sort of feminine name, but it's not, it's not too cutesy. It's, it's, it's a, I like my name. Like yeah.
0: it's, <laughs> that's good. Well, that was going to be one of my questions is if you liked your name. I always have, yes. Have you ever gone by a nickname? You know,
1: um, no, and I actually hate that. Well, that's not true. I, I, I wish I had one of those nicknames that really stuck. Um, when I first got married, my husband's English. And they do a lot of Zs. They add a lot of Zs to the ends of names. And so for a while when we were dating, I was Kaz, which I really like, K-A-Z, yeah, um, which I really like. I think it's kind of sassy, but it never stuck. People don't, you know, I had an an aunt who called me Carrie for a while, K-A-R-I. But Mm -hmm. it never,
0: it's never stuck. I've always been Karen. And they kind of uh, imply this term of endearment when somebody calls you something like that. Exactly, you know, I mean, and it's funny, but, but you know, the other thing is my
1: husband, who's Marcus, and his whole family calls him Mars, and uh, with a Z, yeah. again, and uh, and I love that, but for some reason it hasn't stuck with me, like, I don't call him Mars, my sister actually even calls him Mars, but I don't call him Mars, it, he's a Marcus to me, I th- you know, I think, it, I think a nickname really has to sort of feel like the person, I guess, I, you know, but I, I hate that, I wish, I wish I had a nickname, but, oh, oh, and in high school, actually, or not high school, elementary school, I had a teacher who called me Wally. And that's all he called me. My last name Walron. Yes. Called me Wally. And I loved that. That was very, I did. I actually loved it. It was just sort of his, cause I was the only kid in school who had a nickname. Like it was kind of special. Like, he was, yeah. um, I really enjoyed him and, and I think he really liked me. And so I was Wally forever and I actually liked it. So. It's
0: very nice. I actually like masculine nicknames for, for girls.
1: I, I do too. Actually, my daughter Alexis—we call her Alex—and and my requirement was actually a a girl's name that could be shortened to a boy's name when when we were doing it because I love that. So yeah, she's, yeah.
0: I named my daughter Rachel, and I love the nickname Ray for Ray. a girl. But of course, now she's completely completely changed. She goes—I gave her my same middle name, which is Adele, right—and she goes by Addie. Oh, nice. That that works
1: too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Whatever you know, I, I'm very flexible. <laughs> Excellent. So, if I could talk a little bit about your work, you're you're known for finding beauty and and to me, what I what I've noticed is the simplest things and to people and, uh, but you started out in as an engineer, and then went to law school and became an attorney. I mean, that's quite a winding road to lead <laughs> this very creative path.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are like, wow, you've done so much. And I'm like, it's just because I couldn't make up my mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I started as an engineer. Um, and you know, many decades ago, I was an engineer, because uh, I was good at math. But um, but yeah, I didn't particularly much enjoy being an engineer. I love the study of engineering, but I didn't enjoy being an engineer. So I went to law school and I was a lawyer for a long time. Um, and actually, I still am a lawyer, still a licensed attorney and I keep my license up. So if you ever get arrested, I can help you out. But okay, um, that's good. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <I'm here>. so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I eventually just got really tired of working the very, 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 very long days. Um, mm. Motherhood will do that to you. It, it, it sort of makes it so those long days aren't nearly as attractive as they used to be so so yeah and photography has always been a a hobby of mine um and so uh, now yeah I I make my living writing and and shooting so it was sort of a um it was my secret past my photography was it's
0: now my my um full-time identity I guess wow that's amazing so I I don't know why I had built this this image that one day you just picked up a camera and started shooting but you had been at it for a little while
1: I have I picked it up um about 16 or so years ago. I uh I it was something that I'd always been interested in, but I come from a very technical family. My dad has a PhD in engineering and um and so uh, hence my engineering school and that kind of thing. But I'd always really been fascinated with photography um and kind of it was discouraged a bit. I I would say growing up it was sort of like, yeah, yeah, photography's cool and you can have it as a hobby, but you know, it's not a sensible, it's not a sensible um, profession is sort of how it was, how it was conveyed to me, or at least how I, how I interpreted it. Um, but when I was finally, when I was in my 20s, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and get a camera because one day I'm going to have a family, I thought, and it would be cool to take really great shots of them.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I got it,
1: really, um, not having any clue that it was going to end up turning into what it is now.
0: Yeah, I guess you showed them, huh? I <laughs> think
1: so, yeah. I was my, dad, my dad, one of the biggest compliments that I got when my, my uh, book came out at the end of last year, my dad said, I'm really glad that you, you're not living a technical life anymore. And that was very huge for him wow. um, to say that. That was a really big compliment.
0: But don't you think photography is kind of wonderful that way? Because it is this blend between the technical and the artistic Absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely
1: why I love it, because I can't draw a straight line with a ruler. And so <laughs> um, I've never, ever considered myself a particularly artistic person, but I do think I have an artistic eye. And so, um, tech you know, the, to the techie part of the camera, like learning how to use it and the mechanical part of it certainly appeals to the analytical part of me. But, but I think I have a good artistic eye and I can spot what's pretty. You know, I may not be able to draw what's pretty, but I can spot it and I know where it is. And a camera frame is- it. Yeah, cameras really, and plus, you know, the software that you use to process photos and everything—it it all appeals to the technical side of me. So it does make some sense.
0: Do you ever feel like there's a time when you get it down? You know what I mean. It seems like there's so I'm I'm in, I'm beginning at photography, and there's so much to learn. I oh. wonder if you ever feel like you've gotten it down.
1: No. <laughs> no, it's really funny because um, a lot of times people will ask me to teach um, photography classes, mm-hmm. and I really don't feel. That comfortable doing it. Um, I mean, I you know I shoot with my camera on manual, right? And I, and I, I certainly know how to understand how the camera works, but um, there's just so much technical stuff to it um, that I know I don't quite know yet. And I tend to be a very intuitive photographer. Like I um, like I was talking to another photographer friend of mine who uses a light meter, right? And I never use a light meter. Like I sort of I'm like I'll take a shot and I'll look at it and go, oh, I want more light in there, and so I sort of know what to what to do to make more light come into the camera, but to say, well, I need to stop down two stops. And I, yeah, I don't yeah. any of that. I'm very intuitive. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I don't like this. Or I really wanna blur the background out or I want the background to go to black and just have the foreground right in light. And, and I know what to do with the camera to do that, but. Um, but it's very intuitive for me. It's not sort of like, well, that's because you're shooting at an aperture of 4.2. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't
0: do that. See, it's funny. I, I feel the same way, except I use the word kinesthetic. Like, I need my hands on it to figure right. it out. Yeah,
1: well, that works exactly. I mean, it's sort of, I could just say, well, you might want to try this, but, um, you know, I, I'm not a techie. And, I, uh, and, I, and I, you know, it, it works for me, right? That's yeah. the other thing is. Um, it sort of works for me a, a, a lot of times I have a lot of um, of male photographers who follow my site and and um, speaking in really gross generalities men yeah. to to be really into the gadget of a camera right mm-hmm. and so they'll ask me for advice like did you pick this because of the f stops of that such and such a could do this and I'm like dude and I just
0: like well, yeah. hey, <laughs>
1: you know I'm like they go well how do you know how do you do that and what parameters do you use and I'm like uh, it feels right you know like it's I You know, it's it's really sort of funny. I, I don't consider myself very technical. It's very, very intuitive. And like I said, even though I, I use the camera, um, you know, I, I use it manually and I set everything and I know what aperture does and I know what shutter speed does and I know how to do all that. Right. Um, if somebody handed me, say, a Canon, I shoot with Nikon, if somebody handed me with the Canon, I'd be like, yeah, I don't speak this. I don't even know how to do it. I, I know my camera and I know what it does and I'm kind
0: yeah. of good with that, so... Are you looking to different camera? Like in other words, you've got the Nikon that you like to use. I notice you use the D300 a lot. I Are do. you looking at their 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 family of of cameras and always thinking which one you might get differently? Or, you know, yeah, different yeah. Guy? You know, it's
1: funny. I I I've, I've always started with a camera and with a Nikon, and I tell people. Um, that uh, you know, pretty much the, the quality of the image you're going to get from a Nikon or a Canon, they're pretty much going to be the same thing. It's really about how you feel. It's like a car, I think, like, mm-hmm. you, you don't tend to buy a car on the internet, you tend to go drive it first, right? Because you want to see how it feels, and and for me, a camera is very, very similar, and so I always started with, can- with Nikons, I know Nikon, and so that's what feels right for me, so I always you know, I, I upgrade in Nikon in the Nikon family. I buy my lens up, obviously. I buy all my lenses and everything with Nikon. Um, Nikon though, I'm I'm waiting for them to come out with a really really stellar professional level camera that also does high definition video. And and they haven't done that yet. Canon's actually sort of beat them on that. So yeah, I, I'm I'm watching closely. <laughs> so saving my money. Every now and then a camera comes out. And my husband's like, Are you gonna get it? And I'm like, Nope. Wait. Saving money for. Or when it happens, because it's going to happen. So. Yeah, soon, I'm sure.
0: So was there a point in time when um, you decided, did you just quit everything without, you know, the law and the and the other professions without a, a plan for the future, or did you have something planned that you were going to be doing? Oh, no, I had no plan.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: I, was, I took the leap, actually. My last,
1: um, my last, the, uh, job uh law job was in 2008 and i finally just sort of decided i was going to um just leave without a plan and and it was really frightening because i've never done that i've always had a plan yeah but uh you know i'd been blogging for a while i've been blogging for at, by that, at that time about five years and um i felt like you know what I, i've had a certain amount of success with blogging and writing and so let's see what happens if I actually focus on it and, um, and focus on writing and photography and see if what happens. And I mean, it's been great. It's, you know, it's been sort of an amazing ride and uh, it's the first time I, I, I really feel like I'm doing what I was meant to do as opposed to what I was supposed to do, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, it was scary, but definitely one of the best moves I've ever made.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. I, I've talked to so many people lately uh, that have done the same thing taken this leap of faith and quit a miserable career. And I'm, I'm just curious if you have words of encouragement. I mean, did you have days where you're wondering, did I do the right thing here or did everything just fall into place? Uh,
1: no, sure I did. I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, think if, I think you would be crazy not to have moments of self-doubt when you make a big change like that. So, uh, yeah, I definitely did. Um, y- you know, uh, for me, there were a couple things that really... really helped me one was I had a very supportive husband which was um big right that the the people that were around me and um the people whose opinion meant the most to me were very supportive of me and I think if uh, I'm not sure I could have done it if I didn't have that Mm -hmm. um so that's one thing the other thing was um I really really believe that uh that success comes when when you believe in yourself and you work hard at it you know and um, and even, and the success may come in a form that you didn't expect, but it always works out. I really think that if you have a dream, you believe in yourself and you, you actually work toward it. I, I don't, I don't think there's any failing really. Um, it, it may not, like I said, it may not look like you, you imagined it would look. And and for me, it, it doesn't look like <laughs> I imagined it would look. Um, but you kind of have to be open to what comes your way. So, um, and, and then the other, and then the final thing is, um, Certainly in those early months, it was very easy to kind of um, be tempted to sell out. Um, Mm -hmm. And and, and the the way I explain that, uh, like I never, ever wanted to be a portrait photographer in the commercial sense. Like I'm not the person you call and say, hey, can you take pictures of my family? I'll pay you for it. Like I never wanted to be that. or hey, do my wedding. You know, can you shoot my wedding? I never wanted to be that as much as I love photographing faces. Um, but when you're struggling at the very beginning, certainly as a photographer, it's it's very easy to get that kind of work. Like people find out you're a photographer and they're like, oh, would you do this? And you said so they're going, well, I haven't made any money, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. And inevitably, it wasn't, it wasn't a great experience for me. I mean, even if the pictures turned out, like it wasn't something that I really enjoyed. And uh, and it's easy to do that. And you may have to do that, you know, to just kind of keep yourself afloat at the very beginning, but to keep a kind of, constant eye, uh, you know, your compass heading constantly where it is you want to go, I think is really, really important. Um, and it it, it won't let you wrong. It it won't let you down. So it just keep going. Okay. You know what, if I'm going to do this, I know it's a quick detour and it's not something that I'm, this is not part of my, my path. And, and that would be my advice, but you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's tough. And it's, um, and there are moments of great self-doubt and, and, but I think ultimately if you're doing what you're meant to do, You'll come out okay on the other side.
0: Mm, wonderful advice. Like, oh, thanks. And <laughs> your last or latest book, The Beauty of Different, mm, you talk yeah. about how we're all so bombarded with how to think and act and learning to embrace our own uniqueness as, as our own source of beauty. Absolutely. That's, that's a wonderful. Do you even refer to it as a, a possibility, uh, something that we might've previously disdained about ourselves and now it, it's actually a superpower.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's true. I think it's really interesting. The, the whole process of, of doing that book. I mean, I kind of suspected it to be true when I started writing it, but the process of writing it really kind of convinced me that it was true. And it was really interesting. I would find, um, just even simple stuff. Like I I remember taking a portrait of a woman during the writing of the book. I didn't take her photograph for the book, but I was taking a photograph of her and I tend to take very close up sort of, um, magazine cover shot kind Mm -hmm. of photographs. And this woman, um, And she was sitting down and I didn't know her very well. I just met her. I was at a conference and I just met her. And I said, I'm going to really focus on your eyes because you have beautiful eyes. And she really, she sort of started and looked at me and and like, and she actually said, she goes, are you, are you making fun of me? And I I said, uh, no, (laughs) no, I, I mean it. Like, that's what I, I I think that your eyes are your beauty. And I really want to make sure I focus on your eyes. And it turned out that she actually had had a lazy eye. And had had surgery to correct it as a child, but when she was tired, occasionally her eye would would be lazy again, and so it was a source of real kind of um, embarrassment for her. Um, and I and, and literally, I mean, there were beautiful eyes, right? They were really beautiful, and I thought that's so interesting that often the thing that draws you to people is what they're oh no not that and oh i hate that part about myself or i hate that i do this of myself um or it could be something like parents or teachers and you know growing up were like oh you're too much like this you're too this you're too that and so you you learn um how to tamp that part of yourself down when in fact it's really you know that that thing is probably what you were created for and there's a way to use it for for good and there's a way to use it to light yourself up and light other people up and um, we're so busy kind of trying to hide things about ourselves um, a- and at the same time are fascinated by people who we find different right like we're, we we mm-hmm. love people who look or dress or act or um, are different but yet yeah, the thing that makes us different we often are trying to hide it and oh no no don't look at that part of me or don't don't see that part of me and uh my point is that life's too short man like <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know grab that thing and, and and tell people to know that it's you, you know, let people know this is, this is what makes me cool and really sort of sell yourself with that. Like really kind of go, this is no, this is my cool thing. I think it's important.
0: Oh, I love that. You know, when my daughter was young, she used to walk around with a tiara all the time. Awesome. And in fact, we, w- we still go to restaurants where some the waitress will say, Hey, I, I remember you, you're the little tiara girl.
1: <laughs> That's so awesome. I, I, w- I was at a conference once and a speaker was um, a comic. She was a comic, but she was like, she had a, a, a superhero cape and every now and then like when she was like either angry that people were depending on her too much or were like feeling like she wasn't enough she would put the superhero cape and she would literally pose and go hello I'm here relax everybody calm down and I love that you know that sort of that you know to have just in the back closet your superhero cape and I just go you know what I'm here people you know watch out now here I come I think that's, that's awesome.
0: I do too. And, and, and more that we could all embrace that about ourselves and appreciate that in others, how much better we'd be?
1: Oh, the world would be, I think we'd, we'd get world peace, I think, if we did that.
0: Okay, everybody needs to buy your book, and that should be their their 2011 resolution.
1: <laughs> I, I, I can back that up,
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your blog. It has a wonderful name, and I don't even know how to pronounce it.
1: <laughs> My blog is Chukulux. C H O O K O O L O O N K S. Chukulux. Once you, can, once you can spell it, you can say it. And I have you know, to ask you, where did you come up with this name? <laughs> well, well, I'm from the Caribbean originally, I'm from Trinidad, um, and we speak English in Trinidad, but it's just a funny word that we use to mean sweetheart, particularly with children. So you would go, oh, look at that little chukulunks," right? It's just sort of a word that means sweetheart. Oh, and wow. uh, I started blogging when my daughter was born, so that's
0: why it, I used the name. And I bet you had a difficult time securing that name, name, huh?
1: Yeah, it was tough, everybody wanted it. <laughs> Actually, what's really great about the name is every, like, every maybe two months or so, I get an email from a total stranger who stumbles across it and says, I saw your blog and I saw Chukalux and I went, that person has to be a Trinidadian and, oh, and actually from the Caribbean. So it's really funny. It's, it's, I've been able to connect with other uh, West Indians through it.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. You point in your blog to a lot of symbolism that you have in your life that kind of keeps you on track. Like, I noticed a recent one you talk about a star lantern that you have
1: yeah my store Lantern that i just bought it's on right now actually as i speak to you uh, um
0: yeah you know i think it's uh
1: when i when i when i quit my job um as a lawyer and i set up my office here at home i decided that i really wanted it to be more than just an inspiration board i wanted it to be an inspiration room mm-hmm. and so it's something that i you know after gray cubicles um for <laughs> however long i was really wanting i'm like i want to go i want it to be a place that i really want to go and work like yeah know um and i never did that at, at, at work i think i probably could have done it with my cubicles at work as well but i never did because you know it wasn't done and yeah. you know how dare i try to be different so i thought no especially this- with attorneys oh my goodness. Exactly. well yeah and i was in the oil industry as well so it was oh very my goodness industry, yes <laughs> um, with attorneys. so so yeah um so i have a lot of stuff like i have twinkle lights up and, on my window and, and i have my star light up and i just think you know and if it makes me feel happy and it makes me feel create creative, that's a really good thing. But yeah, I do a lot of um, stuff. I collect Buddhas and I've got a, a room full of, like a desk full of Buddhas. And um, my husband, every time I celebrate something, I we, have, my husband and I have champagne and he takes those champagne toppers and makes little chairs out of them. So I have a shelf of champagne, you know, just little crazy stuff that around me that means something to me. How did he make a chair? Oh, I see.
0: By by winding
1: the wire the... thing. Yeah, he takes a yes. wire thing and makes little chairs and seats and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of seats. I, I will no, lots to celebrate. That's that would be good.
1: embarrassing to say, wouldn't it? That, that, that we drink that much champagne. But I'm looking. Oh, at, no,
0: I was thinking that that meant you had a lot of things that you celebrate, which I think is good. Which, yes, exactly. We have six. I can't even tell you what they all were. Like I think yeah.
1: there's probably a, a New Year's Eve in there. There's probably the book when, yeah, when the but... book. Um, When we finally held it in our hands, the book, I'm sure, is there. So I can't tell you exactly what they all are, but I do know that those were happy times. (laughs) That's
0: good. good. I I loved your post about journaling. I've been a a Julia Cameron fan for years, and I've been doing these morning pages for a long time. But your your post on journaling took me to an entirely different level. I now have colored pencils in my bag for me. Yay, good
1: for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's the trick if you have if you have young kids is keeping them for you, you know, cuz eventually like you'll be at a restaurant somewhere and you be like here kid, you know, go ahead and draw something. But um yeah, I, journaling it was very new for me. I just started probably 18 or 19, you know, 20 months ago. And uh, and I'm a I'm a fanatic with it. I've got all my crazy journals all lined up here. So
0: do you carry it with you everywhere you go?
1: Everywhere I go. Yeah. I, you know, cause I, like I said, I use it, I do my morning pages, like, you know, Julia Cameron suggests, but, but it's also my to-do list. It's my grocery store list. It's, you know, I, I use it for, um, writing down messages that phone messages that come in. Um, uh, if I'm at a restaurant and I have a glass of wine that I like, I write down the name of the wine. I literally no use idea. It as, as a scratch pad. So it is absolutely with me everywhere I go.
0: Wonderful. And, and I, and I imagine you must carry your camera around with you as well. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I do. I, you know, it's funny. I, it's, they're, they're my kind of, my camera's really bulky. Yeah. So I, it's kind of a pain to be honest with you sometimes, but uh, my husband got me a point and shoot, my first point and shoot in like a decade, uh, a couple of years ago. And I didn't know how to use it. Like I kept trying to put it up to my eye, you know, instead of using <laughs> thing. like, I don't know. What to do. So I tend to, um, I tend to use it. And even like, you know, I have a phone now that has a, a camera in it and, um, and I resisted that for a long time, actually. I was like, no, I don't need a, cam- a phone with a camera in it. I've got my camera. Um, and I'm trying to learn how to use it, but I really don't feel comfortable unless I have my camera. So I I, um, I do carry it with me pretty much everywhere. I actually am trying to break myself of that habit every once in a while and going, you know, I don't have to photograph everything. But, yes, but it's it. a hard habit to break. I do, I do love having the camera with me. You just never know when something awesome is going to happen. So...
0: I noticed that you have your your thousand faces project. I do.
1: Yeah.
0: And what an accomplishment that you have women coming up to volunteer to have their, their pictures taken.
1: (laughs) It's funny. Yeah. I started, I started, I mean, obviously I've been shooting for a long time, so I'm sure I've shot more than a thousand faces, but I started this in 2009, I think, February, um, February, 2009, I believe maybe Mm -hmm. it's 2008. I can't remember now, but, um, and so I'm only up to 200, uh, but, yeah, I've got all kinds of people that that volunteer, which is very surprising. I didn't expect that because most people feel like having their picture taken is sort of like being in the dentist chair with the, without the drill. Um, but uh, is it hard to I, ask people? No, it's not hard to ask people. What what is um what is interesting though is uh like it's I have to be like sort of in the right frame of mind to do it. Um, I, I find that photography, particu- particularly portraiture. Um, can be a very intimate act, right? It, it feels very, especially because I'm I'm not trying to get your pretty side, right? Like I'm really trying to catch a, a glimpse of your spirit when I, when I mm-hmm. photograph, and um, and so I, I find it to be really, really intimate. And so, um, I really like to photograph people that I that frankly that I like, you know, if that makes sense. Like in somebody mm-hmm. that I'm, and it can doesn't necessarily need to be somebody I know very well, but just something that like, wow, I really. I I feel a sort of connection or I, I, you, you feel like a person that I really, um, I want to get to know better. And, uh, and so then I photograph. So sometimes it's a little hard. Like, um, I don't mind usually when people come walk up to me and ask me to, to photograph them. Like I'm usually very open to that. If I have my camera there, I'm happy to, but every now and then I'll get an email from somebody, I don't know and say, how can we make this happen? And that's Mm -hmm. actually a bit uncomfortable for me because I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I don't. I don't. It, it feels a little too intimate. I, you know, shouldn't you buy me dinner first? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's sort of a strange way to understand it, but it really is. And a lot of times, people will say that that when I take their photograph, that it's sort of um, like all of a sudden there's a sort of connection. It's a really strange way thing to describe it, but you know, um, there's a there's a quotation I can't remember who said it about uh, photographers don't take photographs that, that the, the subject gives you their photograph. And I, and I really does feel that like that in a lot of ways. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I it's rare I turn people down, but it, it can be a bit, you know, kind of shocking when I get, you know, an email from somebody that goes, you know, take my photograph. If they walk up to me, that's not so bad, right? Like if they, right. somebody walks up to me and says, Hey, can you take my photograph? Because I can, I can automatically sort of gauge how I feel right away. And, um, and I, I tend to like people. So <laughs> <it's better laughs> that somebody who you know, I feel like, oh, mass murderer, no. You know, like I, Yeah. Those people who will walk up and ask me, um, I'm very open to doing that. Very, have very you ever,
0: have you ever been so intrigued by someone, the look or the lighting that you'd wanted to, you've asked to take a picture of them? Um knowing them? Uh, you know, somebody
1: I, a total stranger.
0: Uh-huh. Um
1: a couple of times. Yeah. There's a couple of people that I have uh a, cu- a couple of times but uh, you know there's there's like a, I'm thinking of a couple of faces have come to mind as, as I'm thinking of this there was one guy um I think his name was Bill I can't remember he's on my mm-hmm. site um and he was he's sitting next to me at uh a, 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 a gate at an airport I was on my way on a business trip and he was actually on his way back from Afghanistan he was enlisted and uh and we, were t- we started talking about that. And he was talking about how he was freaking out because he hadn't been back to the States in something like two years. Mm. And uh, he was going to see his daughter that he hadn't seen. And he, I, he was just in transit. Um, and I asked him to take his photograph because I just loved his story so much. But I—but a total stranger. Never saw him again. Probably will never see him again. Didn't even have his email to send him the photograph. So I don't even know. I gave him my card, but I don't even know if he knows that mm-hmm. he's on the site. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, but... I I don't think I've ever, I'm trying to think, I don't know that I've ever walked up just to a complete stranger and said, Hey, I'm taking your photograph. Do you mind? Um, Yeah. I I haven't yet. I'm not, I'm not uh, opposed to it, but I I just haven't been inspired to do it yet, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you something. Bravado is my word for the day because it seems to me like bravado and authenticity seem to go hand in hand. Like, you know, photography is one example requires the, the oomph to get out there and learn it and to use it same thing if I, I, I have this goal of trying to learn Spanish and mm. the thought of actually getting out there and speaking to people who know the language and making a fool of myself but that's the only way to learn is the way I look at it right life requires bravado but then I also see that life requires humility too and I'm I see both of these things on your site and I'm just curious what your thoughts are between those two characteristics
1: oh wow that's such a great question um that's such a great question i think I think both are required in life honestly and i um, that both come when you're very very comfortable with yourself when you start to really um, take uh, for me it took it for me let me not preach but uh it for me it 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 took a um a conscious effort to learn about myself um and I, you know, it's funny because I think, you know, I, certainly your friends have a, a, a have an opinion about you and opinion about what kind of person you are. But I, you know, journaling is a way, and 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 meditation or stuff like that. But really, consciously taking some time to learn what lights you up and who you are and what your different is and how you can use that different for for beauty, uh, for beautiful and good um, purposes, I think is really important. And I think when you start to do that. One, you get very comfortable and you start to get very confident in who you are. And so that can, uh, you can have the bravado that you need to get through life, I think. Mm-hmm. You start to be comfortable. But you also start to realize um, how amazing everyone else is, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if you can be this different and if you can have this thing about you that separates you from everybody else in the world, imagine all the other differences that are out there, right? Imagine all the other people that are capable of really great beauty. Mm-hmm. And I think once you start to realize kind of um, one, how awesome you are, and two, how you're just a tiny little bit of awesome in a whole universe of awesome, right? You're one of the <laughs> really amazing stars of that universe of stars that's out there, right? And um, and all of these people are capable of shining just as brightly as you are, some brighter than you are, some in a different shade of brightness than you are, then you start to get, I think, very humble about that because you you start to want to explore that and you start to want to see all those other stars and see how people shine. Um, And so I think it's really important to kind of do both. And so it's it's really, it's a very interesting interplay because um, if you you learn yourself well, both of those things, both the, the amazingness of other people and the amazing of yourself start to really, really grow. And I think you get both the bravado and the humility.
0: At the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking on that topic, for me, living my life with bravado or, or, or th- authenticity required that I change my name. This is what sparked this passion for names for me. Excellent. So I, I just found that my life under the name given to me at birth just didn't fit me very well. And so I just took a couple, I didn't make a big change. I took a couple letters out of my name and I became Marley. And right. I've gotten a myriad of responses, which is another reason I started this site, is I've also met many other people who didn't like their names, and uh, uh, I also went through this experience of people um, basically telling me I'd done the wrong thing, or they weren't going to call me this new name, there was (laughs) a very interesting experience going through all that, but I'm just curious if you've, you know, you've taken these pictures of people, and you've talked to people, have you ever thought much about a person and their name, and whether it fits or not, and um you know a lot of times what i see too is um people will say i hate my name but i'm never going to change it or or i hated my name to start with and now i really like it i've learned to grow into it that's always a, a play i'm thinking about like when when is it time to make a change and when is it time to learn to accept yeah
1: that's a, that's an interesting question i would say um yeah personally for me i it's not i never hated my name but i um but I found it a very boring name, you know, because like I said, when I was growing up, everybody was named Karen. And I found like, oh, everybody's Karen. Um, as as the as the number of Karens in my life has decreased, I, I like it more and more. Right. Like like now I'm like, oh, it's kind of a cool name. Like it's sort of vintage at this point. And, um, you know, so that's kind of cool. And uh, and. Be- because I don't see many Karens anymore. When I meet a Karen, I'm more excited about, oh wow, we share the same name. So, yes. so I definitely think I grew into my name because now I really, I really love my name now. Um, mm. As far as the, my subjects, the people, yeah, occasionally, um, Bill was one. Actually, the, the guy I told you about, the um, the, 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 the soldier from from Afghanistan. Um, actually, I remember his name. His name was actually Billy. It was Billy, and I remember thinking. Um, when I met him, that here was this guy who's, God knows what he's seen, right? Mm-hmm. And he has this name that's like, what you know, the, the neighborhood kid is Billy, right? You know, like, yeah. you know, and I thought that that was sort of interesting that, um, you know, he, he, here's a soldier, yet he has the neighborhood kid's name, but the neighborhood kid could end up being a soldier, you, you know, and, yeah. you know, so that was sort of interesting. So I, a couple of times I've done that, there's a, um, there's a, and then I went through a spate where I was shooting a lot of Erin, E-R-I-N, lots of Erins. Huh. And, um, and I found that they the name fit them all, but they were all very different women. And I, I remember noticing that. Like, it was sort of like, really, you're Erin? Because the last Erin was nothing like you. <laughs> and the and Erin that I photographed next was nothing like the previous two. But but yet, it seemed to fit them. So, um, yeah, names are really interesting. Every now and then, my daughter, because my daughter, like I said, her name is Alexis. Mm-hmm. I had a full name, which I love. Thank you. It's a family name. It's, it, it, my, my grandfather's last name was Alexis and I was very close to my grandfather. Um, and, uh, and I remember at the time choosing her name thinking, well, I'd always said if I had a daughter, I would name her Alexis, but what if she's not an Alexis, right? Yes. You know? And so, um, but I was like, no, I would, I'd been dogged I said, child. I'd always said my daughter was going to be Alexis, even back before Alexis was a cool name. Right. <laughs> and, um, and she was, and I'm going to call her Alex. And now I feel like she is Alex. And every now and then I ask her, I'm like, Ali, what, you know, cause we call her Alex or Ali or um, Alexis. And I said, well, Allie, what do you prefer? And she tends to always choose A- Alex, but every now and then she'll say Ali. And every now and then she'll say Alexis. But I have friends who are like, well, I'm going to call Alex is too masculine. I'm going to call her Lexi, which I'm like, she is so not Lexi. Right. <laughs> and, And she's never chosen Lexi, right? Like, it's really interesting how she's, you know, she's never done that. But more often than not, she goes by Alex. um, And and it seems to fit her. Like, that's, that really, I think she looks like an Alex. And um, she does it. But when she was two, she started calling herself Allie. Like, I would have never called her Allie. But she would call herself, you know, you know, she would point in the mirror and say, Allie, Allie. And I was like, all right, cool. So we tend to call her Allie as well. But mostly she's an Alex, yeah. Um, names are wild (laughs) I think you're getting the name and I think that's why I never had a nickname I think people just don't see me as a nicknamey person like I'm Karen and um and that's who it is for me also pronunciation makes a difference like Mm -hmm. in America I'm Karen but in Trinidad, I'm Karen right it's it's and I actually prefer Karen I do too but you know whatever if you know if, it, it doesn't matter either way but i love when i go home and i hear people call me
0: karen come karen and i'm like yeah yes.
1: that's more like me but
0: Yes. And America, we do have a tendency to, I don't know what the word is for that, to close those vows a little bit. It's not yeah. As attractive.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got, Karen is fine, but, but yeah. Karen, it feels like me like that If I, but not, not so much that I would correct people. Right. You know, but right. but I do know that when I go home or when I go to England, where, where my husband's from, I become Karen and I like, I like that better. It feels more like who I am.
0: How, did you change your name when you got married?
1: I did not. No. Um, I did not for a couple of reasons. Uh, I, this was my second marriage, and I had changed it the first time and changed it back, and I decided I'm done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that was, that was one reason. The other reason was also um, my husband and I worked at the same company, and mm-hmm. I was at a pretty high level at the company. And so I thought that it could affect his career mm-hmm. um, if I changed my name, and I didn't want that to be the case. If you know what I mean, I, I was I was the chief of staff at the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I and, and because we're not the same race, people didn't match us necessarily, <laughs> which was interesting. You know, like people didn't just didn't assume that we and, were and you're in Texas. Right. Right. And so people just didn't never assumed. As a matter of fact, what was really interesting was um, my husband's last name is Jennings. And there was another lawyer at the company whose last name was Jennings and he was black. And people found out I married Jennings. Thought I married him, and I was like, "Oh no, he's married, has children." Like, like you know, yeah, married Jennings, right? Bert Jennings. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 I did not marry him. It was really so. I actually, I actually kept my name a lot for that, and then um, also because after I quit my job, I might have considered it, but I, I knew my life was on the internet, and I thought, you know what, I'm just let's not do that. So I'm open about it now because now he's on the internet and he has a Twitter account. So it's not that hard to find out who he is, but, um, but yeah, I I kept my name and I feel like I'm a Walrond. I, I, it doesn't, um, I I would be weird for me to change my name. And, and and funnily enough, my, um, my daughter the other day was, has been experimenting with names. Like she, she was telling me that she really wants to change her name to be Walrond Jennings. Like she says, it's not fair that I don't have your name too, mom, which I think is, is interesting. And had I thought of it when she was born, I probably would have had her name Walren Jennings that I thought of it. And she found out that my mother's name is my dad's, you know, is her married name. And she's like, well, that's not fair. But you know, all of a sudden she's sort of like, hang on, that, that, that's not fair. Of course your name is Walron mom, because that should be your name. And the daddy has his name, you know, like it's really sort of interesting yeah. without talking about feminism or, you know, being, you know, I have, I've never spoken to her about that. She's sort of coming to that decision herself. She's about to be seven and, she, and, and she's been really sort of playing with that late, like in the last couple of weeks. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So do you think your name has had an impact on your life?
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, um, what, you know, when I wrote the book, when I wrote the beauty of different, uh, you know, I, I assume I could have had any name I wanted as the author name, And, um, Mm -hmm. and I, there's no way I would have not used wall I, I, you know, I, you know, I, there's no way I would, I, I, I consider my dad a pretty, um, you know, he, he came from a, from a relatively poor family and, uh, and really worked his way up. He went to university on scholarships and, um, and did really, really well, you know, retired very well. And, uh, And there's something about my name and his father was sort of the same. I mean, his father was sort of a self-made person. He wasn't wealthy at all. Like I said, my dad didn't grow up wealthy, but sort of, uh, you know, he was a headmaster in a school in a tiny school in a village and which was um, in Trinidad. And there's something about the name that the last name that I think speaks to kind of making your own way now. And I hadn't thought about that until I I was picking the name, you know, what name, what author name I was going to use for my book um funnily enough I never use my middle name even though I like it and um but mm-hmm. I never ever ever use it. I never use my initial um and actually I sign my name What my signature only is my first name like I don't use my last name at all which was actually cool because when I got married I didn't have to worry about how my signature was ever going to change so um so yeah I think I think it's real. it's um it definitely has and I, I read somewhere that people who who sign, who make their last name prominent in their signatures, like sign an initial in their last name, tend to be value sort of family and community and, and that sort of thing. But people who emphasize their first names sort of, um, value independent, not that they don't value family, but they really like strongly value independence and sort of that kind of thing. And I think for me, that's very true. I think that's why I sign my only my first name and that kind of thing. It's, it's sort of, you know what, I'm going to make my way, um, the best way I can. Yeah. And, uh, and that's something that I, I think I strongly value. So, which is sort of interesting.
0: Speaking of valuing things, I have really valued this time talking with you today. Oh, thank
1: you, and as well. It's been really fun.
0: Thank you, and um, uh, I'll continue to follow you on on Chukalunks. <laughs> there you go. See, you have got it exactly. <laughs> Did right. I say that right? Perfectly, absolutely right. Chukalunks. Wonderful. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much, Marley. Karen Walrond is author of the blog Chookalooks and the recently published book, The Beauty of Different. You can learn more about Karen on the Namely Marley site at NamelyMarley.com. Click on the Namely Marley podcast page. That's it for today's podcast. This is Marley, and I thank you for joining me here today. Stay tuned for more fresh and fun name interviews in the future.